0: SegaBit Swing and Report Show number 43. This week we have George. Hello. Myself and Shigs of Sonic Talk and uh, SegaBit's contributor. Hey everyone. So on this week's show we're going to be talking about uh, the Echo the Dolphins Kickstarter, some uh, iOS titles that are coming out and have come out, as well as the Sonic, or Sonic, Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion remake. And the Sega Pluto, as well as some other stuff. But uh, before we get into all of that, let's just go around and uh, talk about what we've been playing over the past few weeks. Let's start with George.
1: Oh, actually, I've been playing um, mostly like 95% of my time. Mm-hmm. I've been playing Far Cry 3. Uh, it was one of those, when I saw it at E3, it was one of those games where I saw and I was like, oh, this is, like, is going to be shitty. This looks like a fucking, it's just another first-person shooter. Oh, that's boring. And uh, I actually sat down and started playing it. It's a it's a really good game. Nice. It's a oh it's it's like the other Far Cry. It's open world, but they they really like I played Far Cry Two. I didn't like it, so it kind of got boring. They they did a lot lot better this time, and it's like the open world aspect of it. it like it, you could approach missions in different like ways. You could not shoot anybody, just stealth kill and. Or you could just ride your car in there and try to kill everybody. Uh, and they also have like some hunting, like uh, Red Dead Red, uh, Redemption. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty good game. I recommend that game if you have to play. If you want to play a first-person shooter.
2: Nice. Are you excited? Oh, I Far- Company
1: Heroes. Oh, I am Company Heroes too. But I haven't played enough for me to be talking about it yet. I'm gonna do a preview for the site. Sweet.
2: Are you interested in uh, Far Cry Moondragging? The the kind of expansion pack sequel thing. That's coming out next oh, week.
1: Oh, uh, Blood Dragon.
2: Yeah, Blood Dragon.
1: Blood, Blood Dragon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I am, actually. That's the reason I started playing it. I When I was looking at pictures of that, and I was like, oh, I'll try the third one just to see what it's like. And uh, I actually really, really like it, and I'm really excited for the next one. The only thing that's bumming me out is that people on NeoGAF said that uh, they beat the game in three hours. So mm. that's kind of have, – I have like 10 hours in Far Cry 3 right now, so now, are that's they gonna- pretty short.
2: Yeah, that is. Are they going to be selling that separately on consoles, or is this just a PC thing?
1: It's it's supposed to be on all, everything like uh, Xbox, PSN, and it's supposed to be uh, fifteen dollars at uh, standalone downloadable thing. Cool. Mm. Yeah. All right. And, well, that's sh- been, and that's what I've been playing. So, what has Shigs been playing? Yeah. What have you been playing?
2: I am extremely addicted to Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on the Wii U. <laughs> I have been playing really?
1: that. Yeah,
2: um, it's a little hard to get into at first. I mean, I've been wanting to get into Monster Hunter for a while. I had it on PSP, and I just could not, for the life of me, you know, figure it out for very long. But on the Wii U, with its, uh, well, it's finally got a uh, camera control on the right analog stick, which before you can barely had any camera control at all. It's become uh, very addictive. I've put in over eight hours into it so far,
1: oh man, <laughs> yeah how about uh does it still have the the annoying thing where you when you do a potion, the guy does like a little like a little animation and then he drinks it really slow and then you get hit by animals
2: pretty much yep every time,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I you have to that, run yeah. like
2: way away before you even think about drinking a potion around any of those wild animals.
1: And uh, the other suck. thing, of
2: course, is uh, Injustice Gods Among Us. That's a popular one right now, and that
1: one's really yeah, good. It's a great. Pardon? Are you playing that right now? Um,
2: yeah, currently. Uh, it's a great fighting game. It's uh, it's one that's a lot less inclusive than, say, the Marvel vs. Capcom ones. It's done by the Mortal Kombat guys, and uh, mm-hmm. they've di- they've made it fairly easy to do uh, combos in it, and all the specials are fairly easy to do. It's it's fairly well balanced with most of the characters. There are some overpowered characters, which Aquaman is one, believe it or not, <laughs> and Deathstroke the Terminator is the other one. He's the one of the toughest ones to beat.
0: But, uh, I'm
2: surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised that's
0: not like titled anything. Like when I I was hearing about Injustice: Gods Among Us for a long time, and it didn't take me until like the last month to realize what it was about. That it was like. Uh, uh, what is it? A DC
2: fighting game. Yeah, it's basically it's from the makers of the last Mortal Kombat game,
0: and it's right. basically
2: a lot like Mortal Kombat in many ways. You have your own super that's the title fairly didn't powerful. didn't
0: say DC, huh? Yeah, Injustice. Yeah,
2: As I think I think Injustice is referring to like in the Justice League animation shows. There's like an Injustice League, which is an alternate evil version of the Justice League. The <laughs> not no, not in this one, although <laughs> Superman's the main villain in the game, huh. he ends up turning evil,
0: nice, of course he has to
2: well it's an all it's an, okay. uh, it's a it's a superman from an alternate uh, future in that so you have to uh, near the end you have like, superman fighting superman <laughs> that's how they explain it
1: so yeah. wait, why were we, what shigs why did you say that uh you were shocked that Aquaman was overpowered?
2: Well, I mean, most people see Aquaman as like this uh, wimpy guy who's not, who's not into much, you know? I mean, uh, there's always jokes about him being on the Justice League and have to, having to be near water and everything. But the game did, does a great job of showing you that he's, you know, a pretty total badass.
1: Have you – oh, he's been pretty – that is true. He was, he was a shitty character. There's no really good book, comics of him besides the New 52. When they started the New 52, they turned his character around like – He's a really good character. I actually pick up the comic books of Aquaman. I think it's based and, on his
2: 52 uh, character yet. My niece actually yeah. reads the Aquaman yeah. books.
1: Yeah, and uh, he had a recently he had a Justice League crossover where his story affected Justice League because it was his brother trying to come back from Atlantis and take over the world or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so it's he had to play like diplomat for both sides. So yeah, it was pretty. He I, I like Aquaman. Overpowered. I I don't like. I don't play fighting games usually. that have too much overpowered characters. I think you're, they're not doing a good job if it's not balanced. right? I think
2: it's just really only those two. But uh, I mean, as far as everybody else goes, Batman, Green Arrow, uh, Flash, they all they all pretty pretty balanced. All having their own specials and everything. Uh, there's no there's nobody in the game I don't like to play, which is very rare.
1: It's true. Cool.
0: Well, I've been playing. Uh, I finally got around to playing Sonic Colors DS since I got my 3DS because I've been playing through all the uh, the Rush titles. So I'm near completed with that. I just have a few Chaos Emeralds to get. It's not bad. It it went by really quickly, but at the same time, I'm glad it didn't have a lot of the cheap padding that the other Rush titles did, like playing through a second time as Blaze or uh, doing the um, the map in Sonic Rush Adventure. So. And, uh, you know, the trick system, they got rid of that, so I'm kind of glad they did, because I was constantly just waiting for, like, when you're playing the old Rush titles, like, every single time you're airborne, you're like, trick, 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 trick. So, not fun. But, uh, and I've been playing House of the Dead Overkill on iOS, I got a review copy for that, or I guess a code, and uh, we we'll talk about that when we get into the site, uh, or the Sega News. And I've also been playing uh, what is that called? Alpha Protocol. I got it for five bucks at GameStop. So what do
1: you think about it?
0: It's not bad. I mean, I was on the the Sega Bits Twitter. Uh, I think earlier that day, bitching about people who, um, you know, like say, oh, Sega doesn't have any good games, and then they go out and like buy. Or they say Sega doesn't make any good any games anymore, and then they go out and buy used, you know, and Sega's not getting the money, but. To be fair, I knew Alpha Protocol was a bad game or at least a poor game and that uh, it probably is best that I don't support games like that. But I picked it up for five bucks and it's not bad. I mean, it's not great, but when you you come up with low expectations,
2: it's not bad. It's been very mixed. I know people who actually love that game and there's other Hmm. people that actually loathe it. It's really, there's there's no uh, nowhere in between on that one.
0: I, I feel like it's one of those games where like, when it's being reviewed new and it has that sixty dollar price tag on it, it's not gonna be good. But as time goes on, you might get it for a less price, either new or used. You come in knowing it's not gonna be like a earth shattering game that it's it's not bad. But like, you know, a game like Aliens Colonial Marines, I don't think we're ever gonna hit a point where you get that thing for like five, ten bucks and you're like, Hey, it's actually a good game, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, the thing I didn't like the little bit of things that bothered me was the dialogue wasn't always really good. Like it, sometimes it felt like it was written like they, somebody called it in real quick like yeah. all right. You'll say this real quick and then the lady will walk away. Well,
0: you'll you'll feel happy to hear this. I when I was in the store I actually read your review to decide if I was going to buy it or not. I was like what does George think? So,
1: and <laughs> and, and I, you I bought
0: it. I you know why I bought it? You said it had a Sega Saturn in it and it had a classic Sega startup logo. So, <laughs> I thought that was worth it. But, um, no, it's it's not bad. Um, I thought the funniest thing, though, was that you get in, they, like, set up the main character and all this shit, and then you go in, and the first thing you can do is customize your character, and you put this big, goofy, fucking beard on him. Have you seen that? Yeah. And it's like, can you imagine if you're playing Shenmue, you go through the big murder sequence, and then it's, like, your first time playing the game, and it's like, oh, I can customize him, and immediately it's, like, a giant, like... Just like this you
1: know, fucking beard, like yeah, a ridiculous kid.
0: beard on Ryo Hazuki. So it's like you go from getting kind of into the game, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh yeah, you can put a sombrero on him and like, you know, <laughs> mutton chops and things like that." So I
1: and you're supposed to be a super spine shit I know.
0: I put a backwards cap on him, a beard, and like aviators, <laughs> and he looks like some sort of terrorist or something. And I guess it's it works for him because then he can like blend in or something. But it's it's kind of goofy in that regard, but it's not bad.
1: Also, one thing that pissed me off was the way they promoted it, where it's like, you'll play in Russia, and like when they tell you stuff like this, you go around the world, you think that like you'll be able to walk the streets at least a few blocks or something. Mm-hmm. But no, the game, just you're basically in a hotel room, and they're just themed differently. That's funny. So, uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it had potential, it's just, I don't think Obsidian is that great of a developer. I think it's one of those, like, Sega took a gamble, and this is what came out.
0: Isn't Obsidian, it's kind of like a poor man's Bioware? That's what I've heard.
1: Yeah, that, that's a good assessment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and since I'm a poor man buying $5 games, I think they're they're perfect <laughs> for me.
1: They're perfect. You, you match made in heaven. Yeah. So oh.
0: I've been surprisingly playing three Sega games within the week, which is rare in this day and age, even though two of them aren't uh, new titles. So.
1: But uh, the only thing that uh, kind of uh, – well – the thing that sucked about the game was that Obsidian delayed that game so much and it was kind of the same story with aliens. It's like it was delayed and delayed and it crap came out.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's just it's just like the shit got bigger, like they were holding it in. And mm-hmm. then it just chat all over us. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, that's it for uh playing, I guess, right?
0: Yeah, let's move on to Sega news. Uh this first bit, um, it's actually it's a Echo the Dolphin Kickstarter, but it's not Echo the Dolphin. Uh going back, uh, I believe we posted a story on this a while ago, where there was news from Ed Ananziada, the Echo the Dolphin creator, that he went to Sega and pitched this idea for a iOS, like mobile phone, Echo the Dolphin title, and we didn't hear anything about it for a while, and all of a sudden this Kickstarter appeared for this thing called The Big Blue, and so it was pretty clear that Sega told him no, and I know uh, we've talked about this a lot before, but I mean, looking at the uh, the Kickstarter as it was, you know, the, the video and everything, it was really kind of unclear what the whole idea was for it. There were, like, playing cards. He was trying to raise $665,000, which is an insane amount of money, I think.
1: And did he ever make the money?
0: No. Uh, with three days to go, they only have $53,000 raised. But huh. they have made a update saying that... Since they will not make the budget, they have a plan B, which means they will be creating something called the little blue stepping stone, which means they will make a slice of what the whole game will be by telling, and they will be showing, giving more clarity to the gameplay with better prototype written descriptions and examples, uh, better rewards, and uh, at a finer granularity. As, i don't know what that means and a less ambitious scope but a fully playable game and honestly that's what i think they should have done from the beginning i i, I i'll admit i didn't i said i was going to give them money but i looked over the thing and i didn't want to play it it looked boring
1: <laughs> and and i didn't understand this whole card system they it had didn't going make up. sense really yeah it's a like- Who's sitting in their house saying, I want to play a Dolphin game, and I want to buy cards for it, and yeah. fucking do all this work just to play it, and it's like, dude, just release a fucking game that's playable on a PSN or whatever game. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a fan of the series, and I'm a Sega fan, but sometimes you just gotta, you can't just go for anything, especially if it's so, I hope this is the right word, ubiquitous, ubiquitous? I don't know. It's just the experience. He talks about the experience, like you'll experience the ocean like never before. Well, how will I experience it? I'm pretty sure an iPhone game won't blow me away. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm not going to open it and go,
1: "Holy shit, the ocean!" You Man, the, the ocean's fucking awesome. I should probably stop taking the shit in there or the, pissing when I go to the ocean because exactly. it's so awesome. I
0: mean, <laughs> the one the one thing that excited me was that the music was done by the original uh, Echo the Dolphin. Uh, uh, musician who was um i just blanked on his name but i'm sure you know him shiggs he did the sonic cd soundtrack for america
2: uh um i don't know his name offhand i can probably google it right away
1: you know there's like two guys that really like sonic right now listening to the podcast saying it's this guy you freaking idiots
0: spencer <laughs> nilson that's it
1: Spencer milson
0: and he's teaming with Bear McCreary. Or at least this was with the original Kickstarter. I don't know if that's gonna go go down. And he's the guy that did Walking Dead. I think he's actually doing the angry video game nerd movie too.
1: What about the what about the artist that did the covers? Is he gonna team up with that guy too?
0: <laughs> I think that guy died. No, I don't know. Did he? No, I'm just I'm just kidding. Be terrible. Considering how old those games are. I mean no, but um
1: well, I, the guy, the creator that made them, isn't dead yet. No, not yet, not yet. It
2: kind of reminds like, me of that whole uh, Freedom Planet thing, uh, a fan game someone's trying to sell as a full, uh, you know, licensed game that's basically based off a Sonic uh, game engine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's
0: kind of like you're looking at a Sonic game, then another like something that. You know, it's like experience Green Hill Zone like never before, and it's like, well, what am I doing? Well, it's not a Sonic game, and okay.
2: I wonder what the legal issues are with that kind of thing too.
0: Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, to go into some Sonic talk territory. Reminds me of uh, Ken Penders doing his uh, like uh, don't call it Knuckles uh, stories, you
2: know? <laughs> oh yeah, about his relatives and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it, but,
2: it, it, it's it's sadly it, it's looking that like that's more and more act, is actually going to happen. <laughs> that's great. No one will buy it. So
0: good. <laughs> but uh, yeah,
1: I mean, isn't it kind of, isn't it? Well, I, I'm the thing that shocks me the most is all these projects coming out. You know, when Kickstarter and all this started. Mm-hmm. Like all these Sega creators can't get games with Sega, so they always go to another publisher. Yeah, and then they're in production for a long time, and they get online kind of like hype. Mm-hmm. and when they come out they kind of really don't do much like there was the one that the, the guy that did Raz did a game with Ubisoft I think
0: Child of Eden yeah that thing kind Child of, of came and went it it was kind of sad I went to the store I went to GameStop and they were giving away posters for pre-orders and I said hey I didn't pre-order can I have a poster and they're like oh we threw them away last week I'm like thanks <laughs>
2: I had that on so, the PlayStation 3 with the move and with the I have a 3D graphics monitor and that game in 3D is insane. It is a it's a dream.
0: cool game, definitely. But like George is saying, they like Crimson Dragon. That thing's been in production forever. I think it might be a summer of arcade title. But it's like we got sure. Sega
2: creators making Sega games that that technically aren't Sega games. <laughs> yeah, in fact, yeah, we
1: were going to
0: do a, an article series called "After Sega," Res. Yeah.
1: The but, thing that kind of makes me angry, though, it's like it, it kind of feels like buying like off-brand soda. Like, oh, I really want Pepsi. My yeah. mom comes with fucking Shasta from freaking, uh, from uh, Walmart. You're like, this isn't this isn't the real Coke.
0: Yeah, and this I mean, <laughs> that kind of relates to our Shenmue three roundtable, where it was like, if you if you Suzuki were to make the game outside of Sega, you'd be losing all of those Sega influences. You got to even wonder if he would be able to use like Virtua Fighter mechanics or if that would be a gray area.
1: Or use Hang-On in the arcades.
0: Well, you would not, yeah, you would not see any Sega game unless, but yeah, it's, I, I get what you're saying. It's definitely like drinking uh, RC Cola when you're asking for a we, we, Coke.
1: We, we, we're going to be talking about the Shimu Camp as a article in a little bit. So Yeah, definitely. Give out too oh, much. much. Oh, yeah. oh,
0: yeah. Well, let's we'll, uh, we'll, let's we'll, move we'll, on. GDC 2013, Sonic the Hedgehog Remastered releasing to iOS and Android in spring 2013. In fact, it uh, was supposed to be in April, according to one site, Android Police. And from my calendar, April ends in five or six days. So uh, <laughs> how about
1: that? <laughs> uh, it's weird. Sega doesn't really hype their digital titles that much. It's like, oh, they're out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I oh. well,
2: that's that, that's true of pretty much everyone who puts out digital stuff. That's not That's mm-hmm. not like PSN or... Live anything that's on iOS, you never know when it's coming out till it comes out, really.
0: And you gotta wonder if it's just one of those things where they looked at at uh, they did some um, you know uh, research and they found that you you're basically wasting money if you're doing commercials for iOS titles.
1: Um, let me get. I mean, but hyping it on Twitter and showing little things like I think if the the house of well we'll we'll talk about the house of the dead little like cameos, but. There's Sega cameos in there, and I thought it would have been pretty cool if, like, seven days leading up to the release, they'll mm-hmm. show little the ca- little cameos on Twitter or yeah, on the Sega cool. That would have that would have hyped up Sega fans' interest compared to like not saying anything and just releasing the game. Mm-hmm. Or
2: like they have ads and apps sometimes that you have to like like X out to get rid of them.
1: Mm-hmm. But I
2: mean, they could they could easily put in an ad for an upcoming game in a related game, like say they have was it the um, What's the name of that game now? Sonic Dash. <laughs> da- Sonic Dash. Yeah, let's see if they have a ad for the new Sonic the Hedgehog game in Sonic Dash. Yeah, they they, they had an
0: ad pop up in Sonic Dash for Afterburner Climax. I okay, saw yeah, that. that's. But um, in, I mean, in regards to Sonic Remastered, uh, from what we know of it, it's being developed by the Taxman, who's a uh, friend of the, our Sonic Retro friends, and uh, it's looking to be about equal to what we're seeing with Sonic CD. He's even hinting that there's going to be some bits of fan service that we don't know about yet. Um, It should be noted, too, that the only footage that has been shared was kind of chopped to bits, so it's got to make you wonder if they were purposefully omitting uh, certain things. We weren't seeing the menu, we weren't seeing the act uh, uh, title screens, We we weren't hearing the music. The one thing we did notice was that there's no speed cap, and that there's uh, oh the other ones were there's spin dash, and that Doctor Eggman, aka Robotnik, his uh, wrecking ball actually rotates now. It doesn't just uh, flicker. So
2: <laughs> Little only jackson would get me excited again for a uh, release of Sonic One, a re-release.
0: I know, right? You feel like you've played that game enough, but. Uh... <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, actually. I, I was intending to play Sonic 1 a few months ago, and then starting to hear about this, I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to wait.
1: It also needs to be released on consoles. Consoles, like I think just... that's common, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, it's cool playing on a mobile, but you always want that controller. Yeah, that's yeah, I know true. I a lot
2: of people are platform traditionalists, but Sonic 1 just doesn't feel right to me without Dash, even though that's not the game it's from.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I know what you mean. I I'll admit too, I've even tried doing the homing attack when I was playing Sonic 2 recently. <laughs> Which is sad. I I I got so used to even doing the jump dash where you like jump and then you boost forward a little bit. I was jumping and I'd go dash dash dash. I don't know. <laughs> Sonic games nowadays, it's all about jumping and then tapping the the jump button a whole bunch of times.
1: Pretty much, yes,
0: that's correct. But uh yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I I think the iOS one, for all we know, it might release tomorrow. It might release next Monday. It could be anytime soon, especially since and we should talk about this now. House of the Dead Overkill on uh iOS and Android was announced the same day as Sonic One remastered was at GDC twenty
1: thirteen. And that's out.
0: That's out, yeah, it released uh today. So um yeah it's and i've been playing it too it's a fun game i was surprised the virtual d-pad works really well a lot better than when you're playing like on your saturn or something with the uh controller well like, yeah they can make um, it more
1: loose and nimble
0: yeah and it's when it's smaller too you're not moving your finger around so much it's a small area
1: i saw a couple a couple of the cameos i think uh, uh julian or whatever how you say his name i don't even know um the Sega, Sega of America community manager,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he posted on Twitter that, uh, like, uh, instead of having uh, just, you know, the the first person view mode and you're shooting zombies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they put the Shinobi pixel hands from uh, Shinobi One, the mini game, I think, the one yeah. where you throw the, so instead of shooting it, it's his hands.
0: Yep, and, and they also have uh, Vector to,
1: Man. Vector Man, yeah, yeah. he posted Vector Man.
0: Which is pretty oh, cool, because people were asking for him in All Stars.
1: But, any other cameos that we don't know that you've seen? Not yet, but the game's
0: always, uh, I'm sure it's always open to, uh, you know, updating and adding new things. The one downside is that the game's advertised as having three, I guess, worlds or stories. I know in the original Wii game, I think there were six, and uh, uh, the PlayStation 3 version added one, and this version has the first two from the Wii version and the... One from the PlayStation 3 version, but you have to buy the PlayStation 3 exclusive level for $199, Which how much is the game? The game's five dollars, so that's seven dollars for the full game, which is a bit much.
1: Yeah, it is. Um,
2: for I an mean, iOS game, that's pretty pricey.
0: Yeah, I mean, coming from me, I got. I mean, I'll, I said I got a, f- a free download from Sega for the review. So for me it would be just two dollars, but I definitely think I should factor in the fact that it's a seven dollar game in total.
1: Well, review the base package and you could put in it's like the next it's like you don't need to play the two dollar expansion level. I mean
0: You don't have to, no. It's
1: to know that it's not worth seven dollars. I mean, you you think it's worth seven dollars, like if you didn't have to buy it and you're in it's like, oh, seven dollars for this three levels. Ah.
0: Uh. It's hard to say. I I can see the replay value with the special weapons and everything. I played through the first story so far. It took me about a half hour to get through it. And so I'm moving on to the second one now. And I mean, it's fun. If I'm enjoying it, I'm definitely going to want to move on to the third stage. And hopefully they'll add all of them so you can play the game all the way through. Uh,
1: but they're going to add them for a price. So yeah, that'd that's the problem.
0: Cool. Hopefully they'll be like, you know, Merry Christmas. Here's the... <laughs> I don't know but um another nice thing it's a really small file size, and um it's about a fourth of the size of uh compared to sonic four episode two and uh, it's only ninety nine megabytes the and I think the reason is because there's not not any voice acting in it Oh Wait.
1: they took off all the f words
0: there there is there are f words, but you have to read them they are during the uh cutscenes which are static with drawings so
2: so there's no dialogue during the game, right?
1: No,
0: no dialogue.
1: So it's a gimped version of the PlayStation and Wii version. Pretty
0: much, it's like a. Uh, it kind of reminds me of um, uh, Space Channel 5 on the Game Boy Advance, where you would watch the cutscenes and like the text would come up, but the gameplay was pretty much the same. So okay. So I mean, it's it's a give and take. It's like you you get all the gameplay. It's a lot of fun, but. It's kind of like a truncated version; it's missing stuff. So this is not. If you've never played Overkill, you should definitely get a console version if you really want to experience the game, because a lot of the the fun of the uh, characters' dialogue is, you know, missing. But uh, that's, that's that's my take.
2: Yeah, it's not as fun without without that corny dialogue included.
0: That's true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so review forthcoming. And uh, next thing we got is The Castle of Illusion, starring
2: Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it looks awesome.
0: Yeah, if we for a while we knew about this. We thought it was going to be a just straight-up uh, Backbone port, uh, where it would just be, you know, the original ROM, probably packaged. But as time went on, we were seeing that the game had uh, brand-new cover art, and just, I don't know, maybe one or two weeks ago we saw screens for it in a trailer, and it's actually full-on 3D. So what do you guys think?
1: I, I think sad. it looks, looks pretty good. Yeah? It looks good. Um, I'm hoping that uh, – it's well, I've already known for a while that Disney is wanting to bring back their mascot and make them big again. Mm-hmm. But I guess Ippy, Epic Mickey wasn't doing it for them. So hopefully this works and uh, a lot of people buy it. It seems a lot of people are excited, but you never know.
2: Yeah. That's well, one of two uh, Disney games coming out on PS- PSN and live this year, this summer. Yeah, that's right. Got DuckTales, too.
1: Interesting, so that, too. DuckTales
0: that had yes. a
2: lot of ex- Oh, go on. I was going to say, they had a lot of excitement for it when I saw it at WonderCon. There was a line that took an hour long just to play it. Oh, wow. So but I imagine something similar is going to happen with Castle of Illusion because a lot of people have good memories of that one.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's interesting, too. It looks like Castle of Illusion has a larger budget behind it, at least graphically, I don't know. Maybe maybe it takes just the same amount of money to make little flat sprites for the uh, DuckTales one, but... Oh, um,
2: well, on the DuckTales one, those uh, sprites are being hand-animated, and that, that costs us just as much almost as yeah. being computer-animated.
0: True, true. But that's uh, that's cool. I mean, these are the types of licensed games that I want to see from Sega. I don't want... You know what I mean? It's... it's uh, Looks like it's internally developed, uh, unfortunately, by a studio that's closing down this year, which we'll get to, uh, uh, I believe it's in our news here. Yes, it is. But um, Sega Studios Australia. So they developed it? Yeah, they developed it.
2: It's their, uh, I guess, their swan song. It's their final one. Yeah,
1: yeah. It looks pretty good compared to Stormrise and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that later, I guess. Yeah,
0: definitely. But um, And they said, too, that this, uh, this game's going to incorporate... They're working with the original designer for the game. I forgot his name. but um, And they're looking to incorporate ideas that they couldn't incorporate the first time. And some people have noted, too, that it looks to borrow ideas from the Game Gear version of the game. Because you see Mickey standing by three doors. And if you remember the uh, Genesis version, you just walked door to door. But in the Game Gear version, you picked which level you would go to next. So... Looks cool.
1: It looks okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: the I don't. Uh, so I'm hoping that Disney has more deals with Sega and they bring other stuff. I want Quackshot. Would, uh, would you be okay with Sega doing the Mickey games from now on?
0: I think they do a, a decent job. I think I I'd actually love to see. Uh, you know, members of Sonic Team working on something that's not Sonic related but still a platformer. I think that'd be interesting. That
2: would be pretty darn
0: cool, yeah. Sonic something, Team developed develop, yeah. Sonic Team develop Mickey Mouse game. That cool. uh, like uh, would Sonic be kind of cool.
1: shot would be awesome too.
0: Oh god, yeah.
1: Has Sonic Team ever done a, like a small PSN game? I'm surprised they haven't. Yeah. No, I
0: don't. I mean, they've had uh, Sonic Four, but those weren't wholly developed by Sonic Team.
1: It's like dimps.
0: Yeah, dimp,
1: dimp. gimp, gimps. Gimp, gimps, <laughs> gimp. goddamn sexual bastards. <laughs> uh, they, they put two buttholes on tails, dude, I'm
0: telling you. That's true, they did. That's what, Well, we can't talk about that yet. They're going to reveal that this summer.
1: <laughs>
0: so, but, um, yeah. So, anything else on Castle Evolution, or should we move on to uh, something else Mickey Mouse related, which is the... I think
2: that's pretty much it.
0: Alright, the Sega Pluto, not to be confused with Mickey Mouse's dog, uh, was revealed, surprisingly enough, on, uh, what is it, Assembler Games' message board? It was um, looks like it's someone who doesn't frequent online fan forums, and someone told him, hey, you should probably share this. And so he said, hey, I created an account, I used to work with uh, Sega, I was fired, this thing made its way onto my desk, so I took it home, and it is a... Uh, prototype console, um, codename Pluto, which is a Sega Saturn with a NetLink adapter built into it. It looks like a panini press. So
1: wait, wait. So he he worked there recently, or was this like he worked in, in during the development of the Saturn? Sounds like during the
0: late nineties. Yeah.
1: Okay, because it'd be it'd be weird if like there's people working around a Sega and they're like, hey man, check this out, a prototype. I'm gonna leave it in your desk. I'm gonna walk away.
0: Yeah, I gotta wonder if if Sega. Yeah, did he steal it or something? Well, that's the thing. I gotta wonder if Sega could even claim, like, hey, you gotta return that. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe not, but. um,
2: Well, it's a tale of two Pluto's, because then somebody else got one at a garage sale for a dollar.
0: Yeah, and he's um, he's selling it right now. In fact, uh, I checked earlier today. It had four hours left, and the reserve was not met. It was uh, up to $7,600. And, I would uh,
1: keep that money. That's 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 some good money, right I there. I would
0: take that. I wouldn't go for any reserve, or I'd just give it to the uh, Sonic Retro people, and then we could we could have a uh, you know that Simpsons episode with the comic book where they all claimed that they owned a part of it and they traded it, and then
1: and then and then the all want to spend time with it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we could do that. We could mail it around, and then it's like I get it for this week. No, but um, the second the second one that was found was actually the first model, and the uh, lid was broken. And so I'm thinking of saying to the guy, hey, man, since the lid's broken, could you knock off, like, $6,000? I don't like buying damaged stuff, so...
1: He's going to go and do a Pawn Stars and go... The best I could do is twenty bucks.
0: I could I could buy it and then do a smash my Sega Pluto video where I just smash it on the sidewalk. That would be pretty fun. Would
1: you really want to smash oh the first specimen? <laughs>
0: no, I think it would be <laughs> hilarious. Stuff. No, but it's 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 a pretty cool. I mean, to be honest, I think that is it's an ugly looking console and it's not right. the most exciting console. I mean, the Netlink adapter, it's you can use it still if you have a dial up, but it's definitely not something that you. Like if if I were to have it, I wouldn't be utilizing that that portion of it. So if you close your eyes, you're pretty much playing a, uh, or if you just don't look at the console, you're pretty much playing a, an American Dreamcast.
2: You would just be buying it or, to Saturn. say, hey, I have a prototype console here.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: that actually works. But historically, I mean, no, you're it's not going to cool. be playing Saturn Bobberman on it anytime soon. No, yeah,
0: you know? exactly. I, I historically, historically it's, it's awesome, but I I think like fun-wise, it's definitely not something I'm ever going to be like, God, I wish I could play the Pluto. (laughs) I could (laughs) have that
1: right now. Yeah, right.
0: Money-wise, that would be nice to have. But
1: Something we were discussing...
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Well, one of the things we were discussing in the forums, which I think would be really interesting to find out, was when was this thing actually built? Because would this be the Model 3? Is this something they were thinking of late in this lifespan? Or is this something that maybe America was thinking maybe we could have this be the American console and Japan would have their boxy version. In, uh,
1: the, imagine, maybe it's like the thing before the Dreamcast, because the, the Dreamcast was like the first in, in built-in modem mm-hmm. console.
2: Yeah,
1: Maybe this was an idea they had before, like all the way since the Saturn.
2: I don't know, I think the Netlink came out a year or two after the Saturn arrived, didn't it? That's right,
0: yeah. Someone posted in the forums a uh, link to an article. I want to say 1996 the article was, and the Saturn was, uh, what, 95? 95. So Mm -hmm. there was a year. So if if anything, it might have been either something they were planning internally when the Netlink adapter was still, you know, being worked out, or it's something that came out after the fact of the Netlink adapter. Which is More why like I, a- I hope someone who if anyone who's buying it, I hope they actually open it up because it would be interesting to see if it's like a prototype netlink adapter too, which would be pretty cool. Or if it's just a straight up Netlink adapter sitting inside the box, you know what I mean? Like with the logo and all.
1: So you're asking them to open up the the console? I wouldn't mind that. Dorf. It's already broken. <laughs> yeah, Might right. as well. Open it up and send us pictures because we're curious. Yeah, right. Destroy the worth of your console for us, please.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, you never know. Maybe if you opened it up and you found out.
1: Well,
2: if yeah, if it's a tech guy, you could probably easily disassemble and reassemble it again. No disassemble.
1: Yeah, the unassemble it and it's just like, it's all made out of gold. I'm looking here. It's October
0: 96. That CNET News was reporting on the... Uh, netlink adapter launching it was a $200 web browser
1: (laughs) yeah that's pretty that's a lot but at the time compared to buying a PC that's pretty cheap Wow I love
0: this I love these old articles Um, the netlink plugs into Sega Saturn a $200 video game player for television the combined $400 unit becomes a three-in-one device it allows you to play games against yourself against others or simply surf (laughs) I like it. Wow, 1995 <laughs> a month for ISP. Man, that's
1: not that bad either. That's nice. Oh, I 100%. mean, we're talking about '96 here. We're not talking about Dreamcast era stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they, a- they, oh, they note here that it's um, most homes already have TVs that typically cost, cost around 300 or 400 dollars, about a tenth the cost of a PC. So now they're saying like your TV you already own plus your Saturn and Netlink adapter is cheaper than a PC.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's not as good as a PC. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but uh um,
2: nowhere near enough.
0: Cool piece of history though. Now we only have the um Earth and uh Uranus are uh the two ones left.
1: I'm sure Sega has it somewhere. I bet you Sega of America just has it sitting right there on one of the guys' desk Yeah. And the probably. guy's just looking at it. It's like, <laughs> Why is this on my desk?
0: What is this? Coffee holder or something. Yes, yeah, so, some people were speculating that this was all a hoax, and that the one guy was revealing his, and then the other guy was like, "I have it too," and then they'd make like ten thousand dollars.
1: Well, I don't think it is. I mean, it doesn't seem like it. it. Looks like it's working. There's a YouTube video.
0: That's true. Yeah, but I'm just thinking if you guys ever want to like get together with me, and we could like find the Sega Earth.
1: We, we we'll just uh, how about we just manufacture a fake uh, one. Yeah, that one like, that was yeah, a Genesis.
2: <laughs> yeah, one that's a Genesis Sega CD 32X and Sega Saturn prototype all in one.
0: Yeah, it's called the Sega Earth. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll sell it. <laughs> it. Works for me. Uh, should we move on to some sad news? What's the sad sure. news? Rest in peace, Sega Studios Australia, creators of such fine games as Medieval 2, Total War. Storm Rise in London, 2012, trademark, the official video game of the Olympic Games.
1: (laughs) I love, I love how you, uh, I love how you're like great games, and then you name two shitty games. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry,
0: (laughs) but it's unfortunate people are losing their jobs. But uh, yeah,
2: I wonder what it feels like for them knowing, uh, working on like uh, Castle Evolution, knowing that's they're going to be their last job, and they're not going to
1: maybe it's their last game. I'm sure they didn't tell them right away. They're not, they're not like, come here, guys.
2: Yeah, I've- but I mean, they're still working on it.
1: Yeah. yeah. They, they probably, I don't know. I would finish my job and say, at least I'm getting paid to work on this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know what? I, I, I think any, any of those people are going to put their best into a game because that that's just, even if you're getting fired, it makes a resume for your next job.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. Especially that game, they're gonna be like, "Oh, that that Mickey Mouse game, that people bought." Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I know.
2: did that awesome remake, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the, the Storm rise was a little shitty, but I mean, we could forgive you. I gotta <laughs> wonder,
0: um, is, is do you think it's difficult for Sega to operate a studio out of Australia, especially since they are based out of uh, the UK and the US? I mean, they don't have Sega uh, Sega of Australia anymore, from what I gather oh,
2: I yeah, still remember definitely. that Sega land that they had in Australia where they had like Sonic <laughs> and Tails and Sally puppet shows and what have <laughs> you and...
1: oh
0: man I wish I could watch a video of that that looked horrible
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it probably is hard you also have to think all the kangaroos that attack everybody there
2: that's like, true actually, I would not want to live in Australia right? anytime but but they, they have the worst spiders <laughs> imaginable
0: I'm sure we have some
2: spiders.
0: we have some Aussies listening to this right now that will never visit our website again.
1: That's all right. Yeah, I don't like fine. Australians. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Made uh, man,
0: he's an Australian.
1: I don't drink Australian beer. I don't like Australian women, and I hate Austra- and I hate kangaroos. So. That's true.
2: My cousin uh, Spencer spent a lot of time in Australia just last year, and he had a what great time. He's a he's a bit of a farmer. He's uh up in Canada usually. Hmm but he's a uh, real adventurous he's gone skydiving and bungee jumping
1: too. What does he farm in Canada?
2: Uh he's with my my uh was I guess he's my second cousin so it'd be uh the son of my other my first cousin. And they just farm um let's see honey and wheat and that kind of stuff. Oh uh, okay. I went there one year and uh it's where they got like cutter bees like bees that don't sting you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That uh, farm a certain kind of honey but there's uh it was a real interesting experience sitting <laughs> there farming.
1: Now we're yeah. I don't know topic. the
2: exact ones, but basically whatever farmers farm, just just mostly grains and vegetables and certain honeys.
1: Okay, because I always thought Canada was cold. I don't know.
2: Oh no! Uh, during the summer they get up to like eighty and so.
1: Opinion. okay that's not bad <laughs> what what is this the weather report <laughs> this is, Now we're talking about the weather dude um, yeah,
2: right. oh yeah well the day i visited them it was 103 in los angeles and it was 80 over there and they thought oh my god this is the worst heat <laughs>
0: ever at 80 oh, man
2: they gotta, you gotta be joking
0: yeah well i mean in terms of sega studios australia i like their new logo remember that one with the, like the, the ring behind it that was pretty cool but um, yeah, I mean, looking at their games, nothing, nothing really stood out. Lots of uh, they had a few creative assembly games, but creative assembly is largely based in uh, uh, the UK right now, anyway. So it, uh, I, I'm guessing it's just a, it was just an issue of working such uh, far away, so far away from another team. They probably yeah. have to, you know, video conference in all the time. It was probably. I don't know. It might have been an expense, too, just to keep a company, uh, a developer going from so far away who really weren't developing any quality titles. I tried London 2012, the non Sonic version, and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like a game I would ever seek out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, do you need. I mean, even the uh, like Connect Sports is a better game than that because I don't know. Sorry.
1: But uh, I think we all, I think everybody agrees they they were hit and miss, and now they're gone. I guess hopefully they get a new jobs, but who I'm knows? Sure, they'll get a job.
0: Maybe some of them will move over to they'll actually pack up and move to uh, Creative Assembly, like their main studio. Never yeah, know. That would work. But uh, right now, I think Taxman, he's actually Australian, so he's the one Sega related guy that's uh, doing some I'm down under. Yeah hmm so um yeah i that that does about does it for the sega news um unless you guys want to add anything i think we're good
2: right. uh what is uh, what do you guys think of the um that new sonic running arcade they're putting in sega Hopolis?
1: that was pretty funny <laughs> the, uh, sonic <laughs> athlete
2: yeah i think it's called sonic athletics
0: that's the name yeah um, it's it's a reskin actually of an existing game that they had there i found out
2: Oh yeah? A was yeah, yeah it, did they
0: was, do that a lot? it was it um it was just a straight up like marathon running game so I guess they found that if they used one of their existing IPs and applied it to it then uh it might uh, you know get more people but um it looks like, like the so assets are just from the Mario and Sonic games
1: so what is it basically is it's basically a running uh, uh I guess a treadmill on a on the TV screen that kind of grades you.
0: Yeah, it's like a track and field game. The faster you run, the faster the character runs. And um, all of the art looks like it's coming from existing games, and all of the uh, graphics look like they're Mario and Sonic stuff. Oh, yeah. I can mm. tell. But, you know, its I think it's kind of funny that some people are pissed off. They're like, no, we want the next main series title. Quit wasting our time. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It, it kind of harkens back to when we had the soccer game revealed, and people were pissed off. And I'm like, well, look, they weren't they weren't targeting you.
2: You're- I don't think they realize that Sega makes arcade games primarily in Japan.
0: Yeah, that's true enough, and I'm, I'm and sure
1: make money out of it too. So
0: yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, Sega of America is not advertising this stuff, so no need to get angry. And you know what? I'll bet if people actually went over to Japan, they would love to play it. <laughs> they'd shut up
1: and they'd be like,
2: "Yeah, I really want to play it."
1: <sighs> I just it's, like to go to jo- just
2: Take Sega Joyopolis, no matter what. Oh yeah. god, yeah.
1: They should make a. They should make a Sonic pissing game too. Oh, a toilet. <laughs> yeah, the, the toilet game. Yeah, they just put Sonic on it.
2: If
0: I, if I, yeah, if I could get that, I would <laughs> I do. I do playthroughs on our YouTube channel, and then YouTube would take it down because it would show me. Uh,
1: Urine. I'll, I'll blur it out. Don't blur it out. Everyone wants to see. Yeah, I guess so. I'll show
0: how to properly hold it, hold the controller and everything. <laughs> that would work. I hate those knockoff ones, though, you know? What
1: do you mean the knockoff ones? <laughs> the
0: knockoff controllers when you play the toilet. Oh, yeah. Like the third-party ones? They're just not as good as the first-party one.
1: <laughs> I guess that would be
0: the equivalent of calling your friend over and you would have to <laughs> hold it for him. Or hold his? You're yeah. like, oh, this is not even right. You're like, like, These third-party controllers suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, like, misshapen. I can't control it.
1: <laughs> you just look t- at him You can't <laughs> even circumcise, bro. What's wrong with Dude, you? You're come like... on. <laughs>
0: Talk about your thumbstick. Yeah, right? All right, well, let's move on to sight Sightmoons. <laughs> Um we've had a lot of features going up, which I'm sure uh, George is happy about. We've had Monday, I am happy that. yeah, yeah, Monday Memories Evolution was covered by our very own uh, Ben. Um and he was talking about uh, the old evolution series for the Sega Dreamcast, which I believe ended up being on the GameCube, if I'm not mistaken. They did, they
1: did a port. Yep. But it, it wasn't yes.
2: I think it was on PS one if I'm not, if I remember PS two.
1: It was like okay. a GameCube game. I I I ran into the box art, which was horrible when I was trying to do the. I did the header image for it. Yeah. So I had to look up evolution art, but yeah. Uh, I don't know even know what to say about the game. I remember I, I remember playing the game when it was out, and it, the only reason I got it was because there wasn't any other RPGs out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it, like, um,
0: it has really. I think it has great character designs, and there's a really quirky kind of like. Uh, I don't know how to describe. But basically, I think you're like you're a you used to be rich and now you're poor and you're trying to get your money back or something like that. But it's really it's kind of like not the typical princess and you know you're a king in the castle and all that shit. Um, the only problem is is that the gameplay itself is kind of boring, or at least simplistic. Yeah. It's a dungeon crawler. Yeah, it's repetitive. But um, it was not. Uh, it's it's one of those games though that is not developed by Sega. It was uh, published by um, Ubisoft in America and published by Sega in Japan, but it was developed by Sting, which I don't know anything about. So,
1: it's it's one of those games that like the, it either gets its hooks in you or or it doesn't. Like mm-hmm. you find the repetitive stuff very fun. Mm-hmm. It's like like Animal Crossing in the game. You just do the same thing over and over again. But some people get addicted to it. Some don't. It's one of those games, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was a sequel too. I don't know. I I remember though, Dreamcast magazine wasn't too, wasn't too uh, happy uh, about the sequel. They weren't too nice with their reviews. I think they gave it maybe six or seven out of uh, ten.
1: Which there, is there was there was a sequel, and Ben's actually going to do a second part to it, with talking about the sequel. Nice. So this well, Monday, I think the
2: only reason people have like nostalgic memories for it is that it was the only RPG out at the time. So. So it's just the RPG you played on the Dreamcast when the Dreamcast first came out. That's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. I agree. I agree. But Ben wanted to do it, man. Don't yell at me. I didn't do that hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Another Monday memories we had was the Sega Activator, and uh, George wrote this one up. All up, it was a pretty cool one. You were writing about how um, it paved the way for motion controllers and all that. Uh, you want to talk about the Activator? Yeah.
1: I think it was just mostly like every time I would see an activator, like marketing video on the internet, it was always reminding me of how connect is being shown on the media or the move is being shown in the media. And Mm -hmm. it and that's why I was like, "Oh, it'd be a pretty cool article. So I put it together Mm -hmm. and, uh, I don't know. I think it got pretty, uh, (laughs) kind of the response I expected actually. Um, Everybody was saying stuff like, "Oh, yeah, I remember having one as a kid and it sucked." I think somebody wrote like a two-paragraph story about how he <laughs> yeah. never got to play it and he had to sell it for ten dollars.
0: I was going to bring that up because he he never lived in a place that had the proper ceiling because I guess it couldn't use a certain kind of reflective ceiling or something like that. Yeah, that's that's kind of funny. Well,
1: but I think one of the, I, I posted one of the videos where the creator is playing like a Mozart song or something. That was pretty he, cool. It's pretty, yeah, it looked pretty cool, but I'm like thinking to myself, "You think that was fake? Like the way Nintendo fakes some of their stuff too now, and like Microsoft also does like pre-rendered videos where people like act like they're playing Connect because the lighting isn't right in the room."
0: Right, right. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those inventions where the guy who made it is really good at it, and everyone else who tries it, it's like, "What the fuck am I doing?" You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I'm saying how about the, having the lighting in the room and everything, it reminded me instantly of Connect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to be like three or five feet three to five feet away from the TV screen or
1: what have you. I think with the activator, you have to be a certain, a certain feet away from the screen, from the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it was a good idea on paper, but it's almost something that translated into sales. And I think it was way too early for what it was trying to do.
2: Nice.
0: So, um, I guess we're all buying one for Christmas. <laughs> all right.
2: Yeah. Place. Please. Play our Street Fighter horribly on it. That sounds
0: like fun. Uh, let's see. Another feature we had this this uh, past few weeks was a roundtable. Um, we're bringing those back, and the first one we talked about Yu Suzuki bringing back Shenmue Three, and this really stemmed from a photo of him. I want to say this was this at the game, at Games Developer Conference twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah, he was standing there yeah, with it
1: was the, the, with uh, Mark Kearney or whatever his name is,
0: right? Who worked on I believe Sonic. Two, and he is currently the lead architect for PS4.
1: Yeah, he he's one of the developers that he's working close with. He's done. He's been working at Naughty Dogs on most of their games. I mm-hmm. think I think when it, he did stuff with Crash Bandicoot. He did consulting. Yeah. Cool. And he did consulting with uh, Uncharted and uh, Jack. Okay. Series.
2: So it's kind of cool. to have He's done on the uh, Crash Jack and Sonic all in one.
0: But uh, they were they were kind of just I mean they were just there because they're game developers and they posed for a photo and I think someone was just like hey could Shenmue three be happening and everyone just went crazy so it kind of brought about another um, surge of people uh, getting excited for it and we we posted our views and surprisingly enough the people behind the Shenmue is it fifty thousand Twitter campaign. Yeah, uh, picked up on it, and they were they were relatively nice. I mean, they weren't calling us any names or anything, but they were saying that we didn't understand their message, which, uh, I'll be honest, I don't understand it because they don't do a good job at getting it across. <laughs> it's not like they have a website that they direct you to. And if they do, they haven't done a good job. But, you know, I'm, I love Shenmue. I love the series. I'm nothing against it. It's just one of those things where you see these really passionate fans and you really feel for them. But at the same time, it's like, I, I don't exactly get what you're saying. Give, give sh- you the Shenmue license, like completely give it up. I don't understand. And they are saying that it's mo- mainly a like symbolic thing. I guess they don't really seem to want him to have complete ownership of the license.
1: So they're pretty much saying something and then flip-flopping now. But yeah. I, I, guess, I, mean, they're, I guess
0: they're saying that it's not so much about that, but it's about the idea of that. Like, If Sega's not going to do it, let him do it. But my argument was that if Sega's not going to do it, how is he going to do it? Because exactly. it's, it's a Sega game. But if you give him the license, what's he going to do? Is he going to go to um, another major developer and say, make this game? And what are they going to say? Well, it didn't sell well for Sega. It cost millions of dollars, um, and then, and then if it did sell, Sega would be kicking themselves for giving him the license because they would have been losing out on all this money. And then, like going back to what we were saying, it wouldn't be a uh, a Shenmue game because it would be lacking so much that makes it special. Like, would it have the same musicians
1: behind it, voice actors? Anyway, what are your thoughts? Uh, I already I told just, my uh, thoughts on the thing. Shig yeah. should probably say it. Yeah, so, go
2: ahead. I think the best thing that they could do is just put it, put an HD, you know, PSN collection or whatever, ha, just port it over there. See how it, see how one and two do. See if there's demand for them now. And if there isn't, you know, don't bother. I agree. I mean, just because you some, you know, just there's a lot of fans that want something doesn't mean it's going to be successful.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for uh-huh. a business perspective, that's win-win right there.
0: Yeah, and who knows, that might be one of the things they have planned. I know last year they were uh being coy about Shenmu and Skies of Arcadia being the next titles, and I know that And they have um, a
1: figurine too coming out.
0: Exactly. They've had the clothing line and they've also they have a statue that was just recently teased. So, you know, who knows, maybe maybe Vice and and uh Ryo are those characters that they're slowly like introducing again via All Stars and via um Merchandise, and then we're going to see the games come back. At least the HD ports of the originals. I, I think it's going to happen eventually, definitely in terms of getting one and two in HD. But um, like Shiggs was saying, like once those are out there, if people buy them and it's a big success, then maybe make a third one. But yeah, it's yeah, my take on
2: it. Yeah, I mean, just just porting those would be more of a low risk, high reward than going straight into a Shenmue three, mm-hmm. and then. The- Having it be a disaster, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. And maybe they could go with the uh, Bayonetta 2 route, where they make it an exclusive. I know the big deal was with Xbox that Shenmue 2 was going to be an Xbox exclusive, which meant a lot of people thought, well, then uh, Microsoft's going to put a lot of money behind Shenmue 3. It's going to be, like, co-developed, and it never happened, unfortunately. But... um... Yeah, I mean, we've said so much about Shenmue 3 over the past, how many years? Six so. months. Yeah, six yeah, months. <laughs> true.
1: Especially six months, though. We've been talking um, about it more uh, lately.
0: Do you remember the time when you made that transition from being like, yeah, of course they're going to make a third one, to God, I don't think it's going to happen.
1: Uh, I I think, I I don't know. I, I don't know if I remember that. I have a terrible memory. I have, all my brain cells are dead already. I feel uh, like Oh, go on. Uh I I I think it probably happened when the it started getting delayed and then like they said Microsoft was going to publish it. I kind of figured like when two didn't do well, like oh that's it. third one's not happening. Mhm. Especially with the financial situation they were in. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you remember Shigs?
2: Yeah. Um it's just, you know, like, uh, what was it? The, the Shenmue 2 never even came out to the American Dreamcast. It was just Europe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, even on Xbox, I don't think it did that well.
0: Yeah, I I remember there... Like, in my mind, it was like, well, there's probably a two-year wait between each one. And I think two years after the Xbox One came out, I was like, God, we're not seeing anything. And then they started talking about Shenmue Online. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is like Shenmue 3. And then it wasn't, and then it was delayed forever and i think by about 2005 i just i started to get i just gave up
1: <laughs> you you waited in long and
0: man that that shenmu online that is some weird stuff i i completely forget about that game sometimes and i look it up and there's like gameplay footage out there like oh, there it exists but yeah, it's china owned it's yeah and it takes place i think in china during shenmu 2 but, like, you play, you don't play Rio, but he's there, and there's, like, magic powers You're on like, rooftops. Do you remember that? He does, like, a Kamehameha.
1: Yeah.
2: No, it's just a Chinese-owned MMO or Korean one, because there's, like, a billion Korean MMOs, so it might be one of those. Might be a
0: Korean MMO, I don't know. Chinese-developed,
2: maybe? Yeah, I know there's a Chinese develop uh, developers doing a Monster Hunter online, and I'm <laughs> really excited for that, but I'd have to... Upgrade my computer seriously to even think about playing that one.
1: Oh man, you're yeah. so addicted to Monster Hunter, I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. You're more you're more excited to play another Monster Hunter or Fantasy Star Online too. Uh,
2: I would actually I'd like to just get Fantasy Star Online, period. Uh, the, well, you know, yeah, Online Two. Pardon me. To get it out here in the West already.
1: I agree with that. Because nice. then it gets Thank announced,
2: then it gets delayed, and it's just taking forever. Someday, that's that
0: seems to be uh, the norm right now. Nothing new, just a bunch of things delayed.
1: So, what's the next topic? We were talking about
0: some ah know. right site news. Uh, we've published our third and third final, and final. Uh, <laughs> contest winner. It was the first place, second and first place winners of the Segabits third anniversary contest. Uh, we had a Zombies Ate My Neighbors uh, review by Nicholas, I believe it was by, and a Mega Drive Master System Converter video review from Tracker. So they were our winners, and uh, I think they did a great job. AJ liked them, and he was the uh, guy who kind of put all the prizes out there and kind of led the contest. So he he kind of had final say, but a lot of us pretty much agreed on on the winners.
1: So yeah. you guys... do, you ever, ever, do you remember Zombies and My Neighbors?
2: Vaguely, uh, I I remember it on the Super Nintendo.
0: Lucas, I Lucas, Arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's... remember
1: going. I remember going to the K B and K B store, and uh, I could only get a cheap game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, it ended up being that one because it was like discounted a lot, mm-hmm. and I. Yeah. I I had my reservations. I thought the cover was terrible for that time. Mm-hmm. It didn't look fun. It was just like this, like woman being scared, and it's <laughs> like, like olden trap. days. Oh god, yeah. the, the
2: uh, box art back in the sixteen bit eight bit era was pretty horrible.
0: You know, it's funny yeah. though. Looking looking at it now, it's kind of a cool cover, but back then it was pretty stupid.
1: <laughs> well, especially when you're a kid, you got you got to put some. Colorful, colorful. Like, it didn't even look like the actual game when you played it. Like, oh, the game was true. like actually cartoonish. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I- everyone remember, um, what was it, the Bust a Move 2 <laughs> cover where it was just an uh, uh, some guy with his, uh, eyeballs pried open with toothpicks? I own that. Yeah, I bought that recently.
0: It's a good game, but it's a horrible cover. Bust a Move is like, it's one of those, it has the worst covers, but it's like one of the best puzzle games, so. Go figure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he, he, he didn't give a score. Nicholas who reviewed it, I believe in his original review, he gave it an infinity symbol, but I was uh, little, I was too lazy to create that. And I also thought it would go against our review system to give That's- an infinity symbol. So I just left it unreviewed. Nice. He said he recommended it. So, um, Good job to him. We also had the Mega Drive Master System Converter. Did you, did you guys ever? It was called Power Base Converter over here. Did you ever own that or play that?
1: No. Yeah. I the did. only reason I knew it existed was I think if you subscribed to Sega Vision, they would give it to you for free. Oh, damn. Really? Yeah. yeah.
2: So, so
1: I don't know. I never had it, so I don't even know how it works. So there you go. That's my it take on pre- it. Was,
2: it was a pretty easy conversion. You just slapped it right on top of a... Uh, Genesis. See, I think you had to, re- if I remember correctly, you had to remove it, though, anytime you wanted to play regular Genesis
0: games. Really? I thought oh, you could have kept it, kept it in.
2: Huh. Oh, well. But um, the uh, one thing I liked about it is the first time I ever played Master System games, and I was a NES guy at the time. I'm like, wow, these looked way better than the NES in comparison. Oh, yeah. As far as graphics go, yeah.
0: And it's surprising, too, how accessible the Master System is, because... You have the power base converter for the Genesis. You have the uh, Gear Master, Master Gear Converter for the Game Gear. So really, those, I mean, Master System's not that uh, prevalent in the United States, but you can get some converters for a pretty good price and play all these games. So
2: Yeah, it's, it's funny you don't see any, like, Master System ROM, well, not ROM does, but you know what I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. like TSM games from back in that era. Yeah, it's a shame.
0: And I remember, too, Do you remember when
2: uh, Cinemasker,
0: the angry video game nerd, James, did the, uh, uh, what was it, the Super Nintendo versus the Sega Genesis? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the one that you were outraged about, huh? Well, we
0: were bitching about how he gave the um, backwards compatibility prize to the Super Nintendo because he was claiming that, like, it can it can play um game game boy games, right?
1: yeah, with the pocket what was yeah, it the um, super, or
2: the super game boy color or whatever right the, yeah. super
1: but then he also said that it can
0: play n e s games, but with a third party um piece of equipment that I don't even think came out at the same time as the no it did not so and and that's what pissed me off because it's like it's like saying you know. Obviously, all of this crazy, all these crazy mods and things can exist years later, but we're talking about at the time. Like, at the time, did a Super Nintendo play um, Nintendo games, NES games? No. Did playing Game Boy games on the big screen, was that really fun? No. But playing (laughs) the entire Master System library, both by cartridge and card, was pretty awesome, and he didn't even, I don't even know if he mentioned that. So that kind of... That annoyed me. But at the same time, the guy's a Nintendo fan, so I can't blame him. It's not like he'd know Sega history as well as uh, Nintendo
1: We history. do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I like him. I like James and his stuff, so I'm not – I don't hate him in any way. It was just one of those kind of – like if I was there, I, I would have argued with him.
1: <laughs> you would have so. yelled at him. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> it would have been a yelling contest.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> It surprises me how uh, loose Sega is there with their licensing of the Genesis hardware. I mean, at Toys R Us right now, you can get like a uh, Sega Genesis that has like what fifty built-in games and can still do a cartridge.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And
2: it just comes from some small third-party developer, but Sega just gives them the go-ahead if they give them enough for it.
0: Yeah, and very few of them, if any of them, are good.
2: That's true. They all, they always have like a sound chip missing, so yeah, yeah. Sonic games sound really weird on them.
0: The like, the Sega Nomad is the only time I've ever played something that's not a Genesis, playing a Genesis game with perfect sound. Not image quality, but definitely sound.
2: Speaking of sonic sounds, have you ever been, like, at a gas station or something and uh, yes. did a purchase the and had a sonic ring effect? Yep. A 76 uh, I was at the other day. Why? I was, I was getting some gas and I was like, Ding! It's like, why is that in there? It's weird. You
1: should you should it's ask. Co-
2: it's awesome, but it's... <laughs>
1: it's I think it's uh, like a stock ring. Yeah. Have. You should say, can I add that to my collection? You, you want to sell it on eBay or something? How much like for the, the register?
2: Your Sonic register, sir? <laughs> <laughs> you
1: scream at them, you're almost at the bonus level.
0: Oh, <laughs> did you lose a
2: ring or did you collect one? Maybe, yeah. No, I, I wouldn't do that at a gas station.
1: I'm cool. But, uh <laughs> do we have your any wife's twitter like questions? no no barry stop don't yeah. even don't even do it i can see it already <laughs> do we have any twitter questions
0: this week george
1: we we do have a few but they were they were mostly for uh well they were mostly not for us and our <laughs> guests this week dropped out so i think we already have an hour of the show i think we could wrap it up if you want
0: all right well um uh I guess that that wraps things up. Hopefully uh, next show, we're going to have some new game announcements. I definitely feel like it's uh, that kind of uh, uh, time of the month. Not, not, you know what I'm talking about, but for games. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so um,
0: yeah. Do you guys have any closing statements? We, uh, you want to plug Sonic talk?
2: Uh, yeah, actually uh, I have a good uh, plug for that uh, next week. We'll be uh, interviewing F- Ian Flynn, the uh, head Sonic comic writer, Cool. who's been writing the Sonic comics since issue 160, like six years ago. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and yeah, if you be on this one,
2: <laughs> and, any readers or fans who have any questions, just uh, send them into our forms, or I'll create a uh, post tonight to put up on the website, and you could just put questions there. Uh, just let me know if you want your name read off or not. So, what so what we're basically doing is the uh, the, the podcast itself is going to be pretty much all fan questions cool very important that's
1: that's it for today
2: alright well let's say our goodbyes goodbye goodbye adios